the other day I got a message from a young girl uh, from an event that I played. She said, good morning. It's been almost five years since you put your caddy bib on me on the 18th hole at the Symmetra Tour event, which is now Epson Tour, in Albany, in Albany, New York, when I was 10. I have photos of us on the green. Would you believe that I'm on Team Mizuno as of yesterday and a full bag ambassador at 15? We are teammates now. No and I was like, way. what in the world? And I just like started tearing up. I was like, that's <laughs> so unexpected. So didn't, yeah, it was pretty. Welcome back to the Wedgies Podcast. This is our first episode here in Florida at the PGA Show. We're on the road. Yep. Gone mobile this week. Our first guest in Florida, Miss Alexis Belton, is with What's us. What's up? Our Love good the name, Wedgie. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Fits. It fits the brand. Yeah. 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 Super happy to have you with us. Super happy to kick this week off with you here. Even though we're on the road, it feels like home with you here with us. Same. So thank you for yeah. being here. We'll get into, obviously, a lot of stuff uh, with you, talk about our background, how we know each other and stuff as well, but uh, super excited to have you, so thanks for coming out. Yeah, excited to be here. Always fun talking to you guys. Yes. Yeah, Alexis is a homie, great friend of us and the pod, and honestly, I mean, we got to know you pretty much the beginning of last year. This was a actually, year ago. This was actually yeah. Oh, the yeah. first time we've ever, we that, ever that, met. That's true. Yeah. It was a year ago here in, in Orlando. Exactly. Um, that's true. And yeah, I mean, it's been a great ride so far and lots, lots on the horizon. I would say so. I've probably seen y'all. Last year, I probably saw y'all more than I saw my friends at home. Really? Because See? we're on the road that much. Yeah. <laughs> See? That's how close we are as friends. Here we go. Just kidding. Maybe I'm a friend <laughs> to my friends at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to give a little bit of backstory to that, we obviously worked a ton with World Long Drive. Yeah. Right? So we met, we actually did meet here last year with Mizuno yep. first. And then obviously the rest of the year with World Long Drive. So you commentate for World Long Drive. You compete in World Long Drive. You wear a lot of hats. You do a lot of things on tour. How did you find the sport? Like what was the birth of that like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So I finished up school and I wanted to play professionally. And I know you guys know a lot of tour pros. It is expensive. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive. Yeah, so. Yes. Uh, my head coach always said, hey, I think you should try out for long drive. And I thought, there's no way I would compete against these girls at all. And so it wound up being in Oklahoma about an hour or so from Dallas. Um, and I sent an email to them. This was 2017. I said, hey, I know it's super last minute. Uh, but I was wondering if I could sign up for Worlds. They had an open spot, drove up there, and wind up making it to the semifinals. So it was, it was really cool. Really great experience. Was able to pay for Q school and have a little extra. Nice. Oh, from that, yeah. that's awesome. I know. Obviously, you know we we had Ryan Reesbeck on the show. Yeah. A, a couple weeks ago, a little mm -hmm. bit ago. Yeah. He kind of talked about the emotion on the tee box and kind of the differences between normal golf, we'll call it, and and World Long Drive. Do you think? Because he was saying, and we've experienced it a little bit with the some of the socials things that we've done with you guys is. You definitely have jitters up there. There's a different kind of energy. It's pretty intense. You made it maybe farther than you thought you would, I would maybe assume, on the first time. So I would assume the, the energy was there. The jitters might be there. Do you think, like, having played for a long time, played competitively in normal golf, maybe helped you in that kind of atmosphere when you got to that point? What was that like for you? Yeah. First of all, Ryan is so good at explaining anything. He is. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just yep. like one of my favorite people out there. Um, so it was fun. We got to commentate a little bit in Canada last year. 
But I think it helped in two ways. There's two big things that helped. One, yes, having a golf background definitely helped. Uh, just being able to maintain kind of the energy that was going on. Uh, but I think the other thing is I had no expectations. <laughs> like, I didn't mm. think that I was going to do anything. I was like, let's make top eight. Yeah. Um, and then making it all the way down to the semis. I, I was just excited every time to get out there. The hardest part was the first tour event that I did. I was nervous at that point because I was like, oh, I kind of saw that I can do something. Now yeah. I really want to do the something. The expectations were yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, and That's it's funny, awesome. like, with talking with Ryan and obviously a lot of the other athletes, it's like, it's funny because it seems like there's actually a lot of people that get into the sport that way where they're like, you know, I heard about it. I could always hit the ball far, so I figured I might as well try out, and then they end up making it to semis or the finals or whatever, and then it kind of, like, sparks this interest in them and yeah. they keep doing it. Um, and so I think it's just kind of interesting that there's a lot of people that come from, like, a very skilled golf background like yourself but then there's also a bunch of people that aren't from that background and it's just about catching that bug kind of like golf itself. But you know, once you catch it, you're, you're kind of hooked and it's that adrenaline that keeps you coming back. I think one of the, a fun moment that I can think about on the tour last year was in, it was in Utah mm -hmm. and the range was kind of tight. There's some space mm -hmm. on the end. We all go out <laughs> and just start hitting. And you guys, like, y'all got the bug kind of. Like, oh, y'all yeah. start hitting there. Well, we actually did a competition, like, kind of a, a fun uh, social team competition there. Or, like, the next day after that or something. Yeah. But, I mean, that was, like, one of the very few times we actually got to slip out and, like, hit a few during, yeah. during well, the Well, let event. me say this, too, from our point of view, is, like, it is incredibly intimidating to hit any golf ball in front of you guys. Oh, yeah. In front of anybody. Well, yes, but like, and like we grew up golfing. We've been yeah. playing for years. We played in high school. We played in like competitive tournaments outside of high school and stuff too when we were younger. So like we played with people watching before and, and, and kind of those things, but like you guys are so good at what you do that like it intimidates me so much. I don't want to go up there and hit something and have you guys being like, oh, you did this wrong. You did this well, wrong. Well, I think it, wrong. that's for anything, right? Anybody yeah. that's, because you guys, put out some of the best content. I mean, y'all have found a, a niche, but it goes beyond golf. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I get nervous. I think Isaac commented on one of my posts and he's like, Oh, this is so good. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I did it. This is good. You know? And so I think we all have that feeling except for maybe y'all aren't over my shoulder as I'm posting something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, every, every little thing that y'all say, you know, I'm like, Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. The expert said it's good. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's mutual when we, you know, hear those good compliments about our own crappy swings or, you know, yeah. good drives or whatever. It's, yeah. it warms the heart a little bit. So yeah. it's nice to hear that it feels the same for you. But um, I actually wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about your sports background in general, like yeah. away from golf. Cause I just found out today, which was surprising uh, considering how long we've known each other, that you are quite the basketball player too, right? Yeah. That was the first love. So I played almost any sport that you could think, okay. you know, I think growing up, I think now people pick one sport super, super young. Yeah. Did y'all play a lot of sports growing up? We played pretty I, much everything. We did. Ironically, for, so we're brothers, right? Right. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm knowing all I this. I say it for the, for the <laughs> listeners from time to time. Yeah. Um, ironically, what stuck for both of us was basketball and golf. We yeah. both grew up playing basketball and golf consistently. So yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah, but I mean, little league soccer. That's yeah, I think we, that we was like the first organized ball, sport baseball, we did, and then baseball. Too, yeah, right? and so you just do it all. Yeah, yeah. you wind up falling in love with maybe one or two. Or yeah. You, yeah, or even sometimes the thing that you do is not the thing that you love, right? Tr yeah, so 100%. I 
it was in fencing at one point. Like, oh, wow. Literally he anything. did my everything. Threw me in. <laughs> if they offered it at like the rec center, that's what this we was, were doing. This was in Louisiana? Louisiana. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so stuck with basketball at one point, wind up getting scholarships to great D1 schools. Um, and then my junior year, like my health coach was like, hey, do you want to join the golf team? Is it either enter my sophomore or beginning of junior? It's like, no way. That's not for me. Don't sign <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, we were a really good basketball team, but we were stopping to eat at like the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the T-Rex is? Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah. It's a convenience store that doesn't have any gas okay. for a gas station. Okay. But it's okay. A, it used to be a gas station. Okay. So you pull in because you think you're going to get your gas and then there's <laughs> nothing there. And you're like, oh man, but let me go ahead and get some food. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so he was like, look, you get out of school all day, you get free food. And I was like, I mean, we get free food in basketball. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, we eat at Roos Chris. Oh, your golf team at Roos Chris in high school? Yeah. Shut up. And P.F. Chang, which back then I thought was like. It still the is. Cream of the cr- I mean, right. it still it's is. Still, it's yeah. still good. <laughs> I'm talking about back in the day. But that's when it was like first popping off, you know? That's crazy. And then he also was like, and you get to pick your outfits. Because oh. I would like sometimes put a bow in my hair oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, yeah. come on, you need to look tough. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, all right, cool. But, you know, I like my bow in my hair because mm-hmm. I was really, really tough. I just didn't look it. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that's what got me into golf, essentially. It was just interesting free food, day off of school. So it was all the things around the game that got you Without into it. Without a doubt. That's and then you sweet. get there, and as anyone who plays realizes, like, it's the ultimate competitor sport. Oh, yeah. yeah. You hit one good shot, you're mm-hmm. locked in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and just how how much it flip flops, right? Like you could have a killer week or a killer few rounds, and then literally go out the next day or two days later, and it's well, like flipping the same back and front nine. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Do you do you remember like that shot that kept you into golf? I I don't y'all remember. Are in it young. Yeah, I mean, we started that one that like, like was like, oh, I could have the decision. Yeah, I, I remember at least from my point of view, like when we started golfing. So you were a little bit young. I, we started like roughly the same time, though. I was like, mm, I mean, yeah, think. between like, I was probably seven. You were nine or eight, maybe and 10, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And for the first little bit, it wasn't my favorite. I liked basketball better, like yeah. like when I was, especially when I yeah, was yeah, growing up. I think basketball was by far because I was of our better at sports. It. Yeah. Like I'd always been able to shoot pretty well, and like that's got that got me by pretty good. And so I kind of had like you know faith in that going forward and golf was just harder and i and we thought we'd make the nba as oh yeah kids. i was right. playing yeah. in the nba when i was eight honestly <laughs> yeah sometimes i still think that i'm like man they look like nba players I'm like 5 10 like never had a shot yeah. but uh <laughs> it was fine i thought so back then and, and golf was just so much harder because it is like in my opinion it is without a doubt it's it's harder and then it wasn't until i was maybe like two-ish years into it or so when i it kind of started to make sense in my head and I like pured one for the first time. And I was like, Oh, if I go into the ground, the ball goes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That, those little things. That's what I was going to say. And I was it, like, it felt like I didn't even hit anything. Uh-huh. I felt like I hit a marshmallow. Yeah. And I'm like, I could, that was cool. I could get used yeah. to that. It's the know? feeling like that's that for me. Out? It yeah. wasn't like a particular shot. It was yeah. like, once I flush one pure, I was like, Oh, that's like, what it's supposed to feel you like. Play this yeah. game. And then it I was like, see how that might work. Craving that feeling again. And then you like take a hundred more swings and you're like, what the heck? And then you yeah. get it on. And right before you quit, yeah. Yeah, you do like it again. Another pure one. You're like, okay, let me just dial this in, tweak a few things. And then you start doing that. And then, you know, then it's worrying about the shot shapes and then right. kind of the spin you get and the different holes and stuff. And so 
that's oh and still to this day like there's no better feeling in my opinion than when you hit like a pure iron shot without a doubt it's the best it's pretty satisfying and i'll say this too um i played basketball like all growing up uh played it in high school and the first two years that i tried out for the golf team i didn't make it like my freshman year and my sophomore really? year, i had awful tryouts like well like much worse than okay, my Michael ability <laughs> no 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 listen because i'd played basketball competitively growing up and done stuff like that but i'd never played golf competitively yeah. i'd always play with my brother which is a with different my dad game. with my friends which is much more lax completely different you're used to that and so then when like cuts were put on the board and it was go time and i was playing with people that i didn't usually play with i was terrible man awful and so freshman year i tried out Thought I was going to make it. Dad thought I was going to make it. All this kind of stuff. Did terrible. And he's like, all right, we'll you know, try again next year. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. Played a lot more that summer. Um, tried out again sophomore year and did, I think, worse. I think I did a stroke worse. And I was better. And he's like, all right, we got to get, so get you into competitive golf. Like, you, you, don't, know what, you don't know how to do mm -hmm. this. I'm like, for sure. So we played UJGA. UJGA and stuff. And then it made a world of difference. Wow. It's a, it's. So that was my experience with First basketball. First of all, I think the coolest part golf. of that story, though, is that like you kept trying out. Oh, I was going to make yeah. that team if it killed me. Like you know, well, yeah, like, kinda, that's, was, that's I, really I encouraging. It was kind of the yeah. same thing, though. Like for you, like I mean, we didn't get. Well, I guess we kind of got to pick our outfits a little bit, but like we had a standard shirt and everything like yeah. that, and we didn't eat at Roost Chris. That's for dang sure. <laughs> yeah, we did not do that. But we got free golf the yeah. whole year. Like if you're on the team, you got free golf. And so for you know. Two, two or three yeah. years and then four years for me, like sh free golf all year long. That was the best thing like of our childhood. In yeah. my opinion. Well, like, we would just finish school and we'd go up to the course for go a few play, like, yeah. it was awesome. It was it's, we got so to play fun. at, I mean, it, at like the local country club. I was going to say, you probably had it, some crazy wasn't courses. Even that, like, it, well, it wasn't really even that crazy. Like oh. it was just like, man, I've never even experienced anything like this. This is cool. Yeah. You know? it's a, like yeah. to go inside and get a free cup of, Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh man. I could, yeah. I and they do it. Life. They Gives do a little it taste. Different in the South, too. Like yep. when we went to Sea Island when we were in, in Georgia with Mizuno, uh, the men's locker room, you had to take your hat off. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that yeah. before. So we're all walking around. And really? They, they keep going like like this to us, you know, and we're like, how are you? <laughs> Howdy. Top of the morning like, to you. Like, yeah. Turn your hat off. We're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It was yeah. fun, though. It's cool. Super fun. Um, but like talking about, I mean, talk a little bit about basketball, a little bit about golf. It, it's the, kind of the competition, you know, that has kept us there and pushed us to keep trying and stay in and all that stuff. What's been your favorite part of competing on the world long drive circuit? What's, what's that like? Yeah, I think, you know, at first it was tough for me because I was doing long drive and I was playing on the Symmetra, which now is the Epson tour. Yeah. So I've always played with standard length clubs, like, what's my gamer when I play has been the same for long drive. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have that extra kind of gear, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Um, and so I would just kind of go all out. I still had the personality of a golfer. I'd walk out yeah. and kind of be quiet. And then I realized like, long drive's in it's a spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yes, hundred percent. even when I play golf, like I want to invite people inside the rope with me, whether that's like emotion wise, whether that's like, you know, I hit a shot and then after I hit that shot, I only have like three seconds to kind of have that emotion. And then while I'm walking to the next shot, I've always been like, oh, let me wave or smile or uh -huh. chat with my caddy or whatever that mm -hmm. may look like so I can forget. And then I arrive and, and go on. And so 
I thought about those moments in between shots of like, oh, no, that's all the time for long drive. So now it's less about, oh, I'm practicing so I can get as far as I can. Yes. But mm. I want to invite the audience in. And so I think that's the best part of long drive for me is mm. entertaining the crowd, making them feel like they are there on the grid. Which with us. at yeah. Worlds, you were like by far the most like interactive with the crowd that oh, I it was noticed. so fun. Yeah. yeah you, you were like hyping people up and well, getting them in. When we were you post event cutting up reels and cutting yeah. up social content to share, we had to, like in all honesty, we had to stop making Alexis Belton videos <laughs> because there was so much we had to work with. Yeah. Which is, thank you, which is awesome. Yeah, thanks for um, capturing. So I would say you do a very good job. I appreciate that. Just so you know. But I've definitely grown into it and learned yeah. about it. You yeah. know, like, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm pretty sure sometimes, you know, your first gig shooting or something mm -hmm. like i don't want to bother people yeah i want to stay well, you, well, and now like y'all yeah. are like everywhere like yeah y'all know y'all aren't gonna y'all trust us enough that we're yeah. not gonna knock you out with yeah. a driver with a you know two degree Which, head to be <laughs> honest that was like i we, mean we talked about that early on in the season we're like it is insane that we can that, that we shouldn't be standing over well, here at we mesquite <laughs> at mesquite they had like the scoring table and everything that was at like a 45 degree yeah. angle from right-handed drivers, I'm like, if you tow one or like hosel rocket, you're gonna kill someone. Right, you never do. Like right there, or you need. And then y'all right close. there too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. And then so the first farther event, out, like, farther out. <laughs> holy cow! Like we can't. And we were like worried about getting in your guys' like yeah. eyesight and stuff like that. And then by the end, we're like. I literally... do have to shout out Sam Judah though, because he did hit a shot that probably could have hit y'all. It was probably like the lowest little burner <laughs> in Utah. Like, do you remember this? I'm trying to remember. I, I think Kiva's not easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely he's, he's the one behind he's like, the camera. It's probably at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay, <laughs> see, it definitely could have like knocked somebody out. <laughs> so you, you know how they have those signs that like kind of yeah. stagger out. Like there was a few throughout the season that punctured those signs. Like it was, it was it more was, the amateur circuit. Yeah. Oh, hit them. yeah. It was yeah. Amps, it plenty of plenty of those guys were popping it through those signs. And yeah. Like, when you're going full throttle, oh, yeah. like you cannot feel the club head sometimes. Totally. We were talking about this today. Where I was getting fitted for some new, mm -hmm. some new Mizuno clubs, and there was a point I was like, oh, I actually can't feel the club head. And so, super cool. Got this thing called the optimizer. It's like, yeah. boom, yeah, yeah, fits, yeah. You, fits your, your shaft really quickly. Super nice. So he's like, actually, use this. Mm -hmm. I use it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can yeah. finally feel the club head, and now I know where the ball's going. But yeah. When you're swinging it hard, those drivers, and they're like two degree lofts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's a putter, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like, that's the thing before getting into kind of this side of the sport is like, it's so easy to just look at it and take it for like face value of like, oh, it's just a bunch of like, you know, athletic people, big jack dudes that are swinging out of their yeah. boots trying to hit. But like, talking with Ryan on the last pod and then obviously getting to know a lot of the athletes throughout the season, like, the amount of skill and like athleticism that's required to be able to do that as consistently as you guys do it that's is crazy. Well, you guys train a lot. Yeah, and I I a only lot. did one one event mm -hmm. last year that kind of like was last minute. Yeah, uh, which Connor. you did very well in, by the way. Yeah, you made it say. to final eight, right? Uh, semis. Yeah, she made okay. the semis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Connor from Azuna literally came like gave me two club heads. Connor's like, Connor's a homie. Yeah, yeah, great friend Mizuno of the team. team. Without yep. a doubt. Um, and then, so the thing is, like, different shafts have different connectors, right? Yeah. So I had a different one for a different club head. And oh, I'm no. like, oh, my goodness. He literally leaves the office, drives, down. 
gives my clubs to Phil Ismetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works at one of the local yeah. ranges. She builds the club. Wow. I fly into town, get it. That's we so like cool. work all week, and then Dang. I finally hit it. And so that was a lot of fun, which tells you a lot about the driver. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, man, this is so much fun. Yeah. So it's it's been a heck of a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, mentioned earlier on, you also commentate on the World Long Drive Circuit. So I want to talk a little bit about that here in just a second. I got a question or two more for you on the competing side, and then mm-hmm. I kind of want to move over there. Yeah. Um, one question I want to just ask really quickly is like, so you were also demoing, you were hitting at the Mizuno, uh, area today at demo day earlier this morning yeah. when we were with you. I don't know if you noticed cause you were hitting, but like a little crowd had formed behind you. Uh, kind of in no, Yeah. For a time there yeah. was, there was a crowd that kind of formed behind you. How does it feel to hit the ball further than like 99.9% of men of the world? Wow. Is Straight this a up. fact? I'm saying it's a fact. I've seen it. I mean, well, (laughs) when we were at Atlanta Golf and Social and we were doing the closest to the pin challenge, you remember that? Oh, yeah. I I mean, I hit it further than the average dude. Like, I've hit it far my whole life. And I remember getting up there and you and I were kind of going at it. And I kept asking you, what what club are you hitting? And it was always the same club as me. And I was like, I have never experienced that Uh. in my life. And so I was like, holy cow, she smokes it. Like, even down to the irons and wedges. That's funny. I was like, wow, she yeah. she hits a long ball. I guess wasn't half the time I don't even realize it. Like, uh, I think it's a funny, you're talking about how whenever you guys watch us hit the ball. Yeah. I will watch the girls hit the ball, and I'm like, to this day, there's no way I can compete with them. <laughs> like, there's something about standing on the other side yeah. and seeing a... Because when you're, when you're looking down, you hit the ball, you don't really see that, like part right you yeah, have your right, eyes have to right. catch the ball yeah you gotta at be, some point, you gotta be ahead right? of the ball mm-hmm. and so watching people hit the ball i'm always like oh, oh interesting nugget. yeah you know yeah even if sometimes it's not even nugget it's yeah, just it's like, like that looked good yep, yep, you know yeah. and i think that's how i feel that's awesome um well and I, I will say this too the the gallery of people that were watching you was 99.9 percent men that were yeah. watching and they were yeah. all going oh my they're like, oh my some are pulling their phones out. Yeah, they're, they're like, so, and that's the funniest part is like these guys will just kind of like <laughs> nonchalantly like pull their phone out, like they're not impressed by what anyone's doing, and they're like holding it here. Yeah, it's, yeah. I always think that's so funny. About it this is place. actually really funny. I think I'm like, just I mean, it's, it's yeah, 2024. Like, here, come on. It. There yeah. was a guy there. Just don't use your iPad. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> he was probably like 50 or 60, but I'm like 100% convinced he did a whole. 360 around the outer perimeter with his phone like this because i watched him come from way beyond the mizuno tent past the mizuno tent and then way like oh past goodness. the left and he just was holding his phone walking the whole time that's so funny yeah so i always say it's a yeah i got to do a little contest with some of the guys yeah um and it's a win-win like when i get to hit yeah. against a guy i'm like i win if i beat you yeah i win if i, I win lose. If I don't. <laughs> you're supposed to beat me yeah you know? yeah no that's sweet that's fun um well let's move over to the broadcasting side how did you even get into that like how do you go from competing to the to the other side yeah the i think side. i knew i was transitioning from playing golf and wanted to do something differently mm-hmm. it's, it's actually um susie whaley i don't know if you guys are familiar mm-hmm. with her so she was the first female president for the pga of america and i played golf with her daughter a lot oh, she cool. played on tour and uh we, we would always talk and my friends out there would always say you'd be perfect like hosting doing something commentating and so i kind of kept that in the back of my mind i graduated mass communications did okay. stuff like that so marketing and um 
I, it was actually around this time last year. I think I posted on Instagram, but I said, I'm going to do a ton of things that scare me this year. Mm. And that absolutely scared me. Mm. I did like something with ESPN live, which was fun. Totally scared. Um, things that I didn't enjoy things I did. And so Mm -hmm. when it came to long drive, I just emailed the heck out of them. Oh really? Like, Hey, I have these opportunities this year. I'm going to be doing these. I think I'd be perfect for it. So they first, um, I think they were trying different people out. Mm -hmm. I went to hope sound Mm -hmm. and honestly, afterwards it just, it worked out. Me and Bobby worked out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably one of the sweetest relationships that I've had that long drive has brought me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I knew Bobby. We traveled to we traveled in China together, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No man left behind." Mm-hmm. Like I needed help. He was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you, you're going first yeah, class with he's me." He's a good dude, you know. Uh, but I think this was super special because we had two different personalities, mm-hmm. and at the end of the year, like I was tearing up. Yeah. Like so, I think that was like the best part of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I got into it by just hustling. I think that's awesome. Which I like, I was, I, I consciously was thinking about this while I was watching the Chiefs and Bills game the other night. And um, I can't remember who the commentator was, but he was giving play by play, and there was not more than like two seconds of, of silence. Oh my goodness. And I know there's like some rule, I don't know what it is, but that there's supposed to be like a very small amount of silence, if any. What, like, is that something that you're like consciously thinking of in the back of your head of like, oh, I gotta say something, I gotta keep talking, or like, how, what is that like? You guys know how long those broadcasts oh, are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are there all day. All day. Yeah. Yep. And it's not like it's not like the action changes like it a is, crazy amount. No, like it's, it's not like it's, football, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Almost not even like golf because you're having different uh-huh. rotation of people coming yep. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's tough. But I'm so glad Bobby's there because yeah. he's a wealth of he's knowledge. Such a, he he's so good at it. from anything. Yeah. He can tell a story like none other. Mm-hmm. And so... It was fun. There was a point where I can't remember what event it was. It actually might have been Denver or something, but we had a conversation and I was like, Hey, let me host mm-hmm. and like ask some questions and you just like let me just like be your sidekick mm-hmm. and you go off and and I think that is what really turned it for us to having kind of a really good relationship and, and gelling because I don't really need to say much. Like Yeah. Yeah. And he's got, I can ask him any question, mm-hmm. any question he's got to answer. Yeah. Any question. Yeah. <laughs> no, he cruises through that. And he's got the stuff. jokes too. Yep. He's got all the jokes. That he does. Sometimes it goes over. <laughs> it's like for certain people. Sure. We've yeah. seen that too. Yeah. That, that is perfect. for sure. Um, one more question I wanted to ask is, so we've obviously talked about how we first met a year ago here with Mizuno. Yep. And then the next time we saw each other was World Long Drive. Yeah. I don't think we've ever asked or talked about how you and Mizuno got linked up, how that how that relationship even happened and how we got to where we are today. How did that go? Yeah. Um, it was actually before COVID. I was looking for a new company to partner with. Mm-hmm. And um, like my agent, Harrison's here. Shout out Harrison Smith. Also <laughs> the big brother, almost coming on t- 10 years of big brothership. Nice. Um, but uh he can attest to this, but like, I'm very particular about what companies I want to work mm-hmm. with. And they just, I think, first of all, best irons, like totally hundred percent. And now I saw that they were kind of pushing drivers and pushing woods. And I was like, Hey, I think that's something that I'd want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I think our personalities, like them as a company, their brand and my brand, um, 
really mesh well together. So I reached out to them um, and we started having conversations. And then 2020 happened. Long drive was canceled. I yeah, kind of lost right. touch. Um, then I moved to Atlanta and we picked right back up, yeah. went out, got fitted, started playing golf. Um, was still playing golf on tour and just kind of reconnected there and saw as things were shifting and altering, like that there could be a, a space for me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like the journey that I'm on is just like growing, like being yeah. able to grow with the company as a company grows. I mean, mm-hmm. they're iconic. Yeah. Legacy brand. Yeah. Anybody that, you know, like if they have a pair of Mizunos, they probably had a really long time mm-hmm. yep. or they even got it from like their grandfather yeah. mm-hmm. or their father, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. there's something that people pass down mm-hmm. and they leave a legacy. And I think that's something when I think about my life and my career is like, I want to be a part of people that are living legacies mm-hmm. that are like making change that goes beyond themselves. And yeah. so that's what I feel like Mizuno is and what they do and excited. hundred percent. And their crew, like, is made up of some of the best people we've worked with in the industry. Like without a doubt, they are like so kind, so genuine. And I mean, we've had a blast working with them so far. And like we said, met you a year ago. And since that time, like it really does feel like you're kind of part of the, of a little family, the Mizuno family. It's like, it's so close. Yeah. One of the coolest parts about the company and, and companies like that, but Mizuno is, they know who they are, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah, they do. And I think that's so hard sometimes, like, when you're trying to chase certain things or yeah. be like the They stay in their lane. They stay in their lane. They're mm-hmm. faithful to it. And at the same time, do are they growing? Like, yeah, uh-huh. they're like, okay, but this, but we're growing in our yeah, lane. Exactly. And I love that. Like, they them. innovate. Like, it's not like they're just, you know, stagnant, stagnant. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, they know who they are. They know what they're doing. And they're continuing to innovate in that same channel. Yeah. And it's it's cool to watch. They're not it's like a, really fun to watch. A, what is it? An apple tree trying to produce oranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, and, and like, I mean, I think I told you earlier today, like the first time we met Chris, right? Like we were, oh, we, we were and still are like very small fish, right? Yep. And we look a lot of times at the people that we've met and get to work with and go, what, how did we even get here? Or should we even be here? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and the first time that we ever worked with the Mizuno team in person was last year here. Yeah. Um, we shot some stuff with Chris and we'd seen him on YouTube before on socials before, like he's a big deal in, in, in golf, golf but oh, yeah. like, especially in the Mizuno world. Right. Like we've seen this person before, mm-hmm. um, had a great day with him. So nice. Everybody involved was so nice. And then we were heading to our Uber to come back to the hotel that we were staying at and we'd said bye to everybody, but Chris was held up talking to somebody. And so he's a little bit behind us. Mm-hmm. We're like, said bye to everybody like they said bye busy to us guy, and, yeah know, right you know whoa. he he is who he is whoa. and but you know no yeah it was it was fine it was cool and so we were leaving and we're like getting in the uber and we hear like down the parking lot and the parking lot at that course is is huge. huge yeah he's like on the other side of the parking lot and he's like guys wait and we're like oh maybe we have something of his yeah he literally <laughs> comes running through the parking with lot with the bag on his shoulder like yeah. clunky you know yeah like running in the parking lot with spikes on and the bag on his shoulder yeah. to come shake our hands before he left yep Gave First us like time we have shake like and a little side hug and it that doesn't happen. I was like, and, and and the golf industry, like from an outside perspective, like once you're kind of in it, like it's very close knit and everybody kind of knows everybody. But there's still kind of that stigma of like everybody's a little stuck up, like they're yeah distant. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and it was like like the most. It just it surprised yeah. us. Yeah. Right. And he was obviously 
a peach the whole day. So was everybody else. Everybody we dealt yeah. with at Mizuno has been awesome. But that, I mean, that definitely left an impression. Yeah, that's like that stuck with that us. That a guy of his standing Stature. caliber yeah. would run over to us to say bye to us before we left. Like little things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's them through and through. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think about Chris, Lauren, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Like I met, mm-hmm. I remember I met Jeremy a few times, and I was like, oh, man, I wonder where I'm gonna meet the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like very super nice guy humble. too. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, which brings me to my kind of last question too, that speaks to your character as well, is. I want to hear about this kind of caddy story that, yeah. that you... Yeah. When you talk about D- legacy yeah. and choosing Mizuno because they honor legacy. Man, this is like... That. You know, you, you do things in life just because you're just doing yeah. life, yeah. right? Yeah. And oftentimes you never... it's You think it's maybe for the moment or whatever it might be, but you're like, you'll never see that seed like mm-hmm. sprout yeah. or, or what fruit comes from it. Yeah. And so this was like a really awesome moment that happened earlier this week. I have to pull it up. So whenever I was playing uh, golf professionally, I, uh, on the last hole, if I knew I wasn't going to make the cut or whatever it might've been, or if I made the cut and I knew it was my last hole, I'd always get an argument with my caddy. If I had a caddy, like, you know, mm-hmm. we'd yeah. sometimes be, we'd be theatrical. Other times I'm just like, hey, you're done. Like, yeah. you know, always on purpose. Always on purpose. Right. He knew that it was coming. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'd always ask, like, hey, is this, is this okay? Yeah, Alexis like, is super problematic. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to catch yeah, yeah, I'm like, get off the bed. No. Um, and so he would play along, you know, and uh, I would watch and see if there's, like, any juniors that were following us. And I'd say, like, hey, can you caddy for me instead? And so they'd come inside the rope, and they'd put the bib on. And it was great because I was really struggling playing. And it was like, ah, oh, this is this is bigger than yeah. just us. You know, like in golf, individual sport, as y'all yep. have played a lot of, is, like, how do you think outside of yourself? Mm-hmm. And so I'd put it on them, and, you know, we'd play out. This one really, really awesome time was in Australia, uh, this kid named Finn. And – Fire my caddy did the thing. And we eagle the last <laughs> hole. And we're like, Finn's like, I did that. You did not have an eagle this entire turn. He's like, tell me how bad I was. And it was like, you needed me the whole time. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, so anyways, the other day I got a message from a young girl uh, from an event that I played in, with the Symmetra. And she said, good morning. It's been almost five years since you put your caddy bib on me. On the 18th hole at the Symmetra Tour event, which is now Epson Tour, in Albany, in Albany, New York, when I was 10. I have photos of us on the green. Would you believe that I'm on Team Mizuno as of yesterday and a full bag ambassador at 15? We are teammates now. No and I was like, way. what in the world? And I just like started tearing up. I was like, that's <laughs> so unexpected. So didn't. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so we chatted a little bit. Let's see if I can. Um, and I was just like, hi, this is so sweet. Just kind of talked to her a little bit. And, uh, I told her, I was like, Hey, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to retake the photos. So she's yeah. like, Hey, I still have uh, some yeah. photos. And so she sent me the photos and I was like, I hope that we get to retake this. And she was like, we will guarantee. That's awesome. So that's my yeah. mission. Like this year, somehow to get back to Albany, New York, so we can recreate that a photo, so cool. but both of us yeah. repping Mizuno, like Mizuno bags. Yeah. Hats. Comes full circle. Yeah. So. 
that was a, a really cool moment this week. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, like like I said, we've we've known you for a little bit now, and it seems like every time we get with you, there's like more and more that we're kind of getting to know and uncovering. And so all your stories are always so cool and so interesting. And I mean, that's kind of a little cherry on top uh, that, uh, of all the things. So. Um, I would I have to say Isaac's kind of got the craziest stories out of all of y'all. Isaac, <laughs> just kidding. He's, he's lived a fun life. Yeah, you know, yes. we like keeping him around. He's fun to work with. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously, like a inspirational story. Not necessarily like that's not why. I mean, you you do it because it's bigger than the get. You know, you're bigger than the game, and the game's bigger than just one person. And, and being able to give back is awesome. You don't always think it's going to happen like that. So when it does, right. from time to time, it's amazing and it really makes you you know kind of look outside of yourself and say well i i do have a bit of a reach with with what i can do and i want to do more than just hit a ball right right um so with that kind of share with us a little bit about the belt and drive foundation and what you do there yeah so started a nonprofit a couple of years ago and honestly i'll be i'll be completely honest it's been tough because it's mm-hmm. sure it's like oh i could do that with my nonprofit. oh mm-hmm. i could you know, do that under the nonprofit. So a lot of things have just been like, I'm just going to do. And so now finally putting yeah. uh, things in place and putting yeah. programming in place and all that has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so essentially I say the, the slogan is kind of like teeing up opportunities, linking communities and driving change. Um, my biggest heart is like, how do we utilize, how do we redefine what it means to change the game of golf? Mm-hmm. But how do we use it to actually impact uh, kids beyond the green and communities. Cause mm-hmm. most golf courses are built inside communities. Yeah. Most public courses are built inside communities. And so if a lot of people that are going to that course or not that live around it are not utilizing it, um, then how are we growing it? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the biggest heart of it. The biggest initiatives, um, re re reimagining and reinventing the way that public courses are used. And then the biggest heart of it is like providing kids that, um, might not be able to make it to a first tee, like mm-hmm. partnering yeah. with organizations that currently exist. Cause there's no need to reinvent to, to invent the will yeah. and going like collaboration's king. Like 100%. how can we make sure that these kids that can't travel can still get yeah. all the benefits of the game. So, yeah. And I think like you're seeing a huge shift in the game in general towards kind of using golf as a platform more, yeah. and more often. And so using it as a platform to change lives is literally you know, throughout the course of your career, kind of been your mission so far. And so seeing where it's it's going to go is something that we will be paying very close attention to. So. All right, well, I think, you know, for all of us that are just like sitting in here right now, right? Like this wouldn't be able, like who knew that you would be able to be playing golf and being at the PGA show, Oh yeah. you know, and meeting all the people that you meet. Like I would have never met you guys. Yeah. No. And so, I mean, what's one of the coolest things golf has brought you guys? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say, man, like the last couple of years have been crazy with, with what we do now and the growth that, that we've seen since we started. Like we always, honestly, like we'll talk, I would say probably weekly about like, how are people trusting us to do what we do? Like, how are we <laughs> even doing what we're doing? But at the core of it, honestly, are they not? <laughs> y'all think that's the better that, question. Y'all think that y'all are like this, but when I see y'all, <laughs> we all I, like this. No, no, no. When I see y'all, I mean, it's just like so interesting, right? You're like, oh, when I saw Chris, you know, like, yeah. I think flip version. It's like, ah, oh, when I see the wedgies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I see the wedge guys, you know, like, 
So wow, but I mean, like that—that's all been crazy. But the the biggest thing that golf has done for me, I think, is I've been lucky enough to come from a golf family. Like golf was always there with yeah. dad. Right? Yeah, it was the way that we bonded, honestly. And so the, the amount of rounds that I played with my dad and with Caden, like the three of us, is more than and anybody else. Hundred um, percent. Our little brother plays a little bit as well, and then we've got extended family that plays. And so it's a very, like, familial thing. Yeah. Um, and we've always been able to have that time and rely on that time and count on that time, which I think was huge growing up, mm -hmm. honestly. Because, you know, like, golf as a sport teaches you lessons by itself, but then being able to be with family and have some of those lessons come from that as well yeah. is, was, I take for granted, honestly. Um, but that's been a huge thing. And then I've been very fortunate to get quite a few of my friends into the game. Um, when we were growing up and playing it, and I mean, you know this too, like golf wasn't cool when, right. we, when we were doing it as kids. And the amount of people that I've talked to now that have been playing for a few years and they're like, man, I wish when I was in high school or young, like I wish I was golfing because I want to be good at it now. You know, like I've heard, I hear that all the time. Yeah, plot twist, no matter how hard you work sometimes, you just. Yeah, yep. and um, it, it wasn't cool and so, I had my family to play with, luckily. So, so I got a lot of time out there. And then I started inviting my friends to come, and they would come. And I've been very fortunate to have quite a few of them retain their love for it. And I get to golf with them now. And so just from a social aspect, both family and friends, that's yeah. like where I get a lot of my time with the people that I love. Because you guys went on a trip to, to Robert Alabama. Trent Jones, Yeah, right? we did, we like, did hearing, a bunch of courses out hearing there. Hearing y'all talk about that, like – that's like such a gift at golf. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And it was like when it was with friends of my dad and they had invited him on it. And his first thought was, Oh, I want to bring my boys, Caden and myself out there. And so then we became friends with some of his friends out there. Yeah. Wouldn't have happened any other way. Like, why would we meet or hang out with those guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and then funny enough, we're doing our first family extended family golf trip. Next in month, like a couple oh, nice. weeks in southern Utah, yeah, kind of based kind of off of one, what we did in yeah, Alabama. That's awesome. Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to add to that, like definitely, kind of you know a lot of family-based things that have come through golf. But I would say even further, just relationships in general. That's what golf has given me, because um, I've been able to you know connect with family, connect with friends, reconnect yeah. with old friends. Yeah. Uh, but then meet people like you. I mean, we haven't even played a round of golf yeah. together, but like yeah, golf has created our relationship, right? And like hundreds of other people. And so I think a lot of people would probably say that, but like relationships is, is really the heart of yeah. golf. And yeah. actually, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast before, but so Dane, who's not here today, cause we're at the PGA show and got a lot going on and he's with Isaac as well, doing, doing something else right now. Um, him and I went to school together and that's where we met. And the first class that we were in together, the teacher had us do that, like, say your name, say where you're from, and something cool about your, or something unique mm -hmm. about yourself or something, you know, just yeah. those, those, those introductions. And we studied advertising, right? And so people were getting up and they're like, my name is this, and I'm from here, and I want to be a director on big shoots and all this stuff. So people were giving, like, in my mind, good answers at the time. They're like, yeah. oh, they're buttering up the teacher. They're doing, you know, saying what they're supposed to say. And I was like, I can't think of anything clever or witty at all. Yeah. And still at that time, golf wasn't as, it was pre-COVID. Okay. So yeah. it, that golf says wasn't it all right what there. it is yeah. now still. And it wasn't as cool still. And so it got to me. I'm like, I'm Tanner. I'm from Heber City. I like to golf. <laughs> and they're like, cool. Next. You know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, I had gone before Dane. Again, never met Dane in my life, never talked to him in my life. And then the first interaction we had was, and I was quite, like, I didn't like to talk a bunch in class and all that stuff. So, like, I wasn't really going to talk to anybody on the first yeah. day like that. And then Dane comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm Dane. I was like, Tanner. He's like, you, you the one said you like to golf, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, me too. I was like, cool. And he's like, we should play sometime. I was like, for sure. That's how we got to know each other. No time. way. Golf. Yep. So yep. good. From the from day one. So. Now I'd have to say like whenever people are like oh tell us something I'm always mm-hmm. like and I wish I could eat gluten. Ah, well. <laughs> yeah. That sorry. Yeah. But you can play golf. <laughs> but maybe I'll meet a Dane. <laughs> maybe you'll meet a Dane <laughs> yeah. from the gluten thing. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. But we have golf and and we're we're lucky for yeah, it. But so. Yeah. So like golf just gives so yeah. much. You yeah. Know? And I think that's like the cool part about it. Hundred percent. Whoa. Um, cool. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out. I mean, I definitely don't think this is gonna be the last time I'll have you on the podcast, but uh, we're excited to see obviously what you're gonna be doing in the next year, year or two. You guys um, too. And obviously what you're doing the rest of the week here at the PGA show. Hopefully, I'll be more on the East Coast this year. I hope so too. That'll be nice. I'm spending a bunch of time out there, so it'd be nice to get out there a little bit more. Well, wedge it to (laughs) you. There we go. Okay. Thank you.